What is up guys? Welcome to the Byler Bomb Show featuring Major League University. Today we have a very special guest, head coach at the University of Arizona baseball team, Jay Johnson. Coach, it's great to have you on board today. Super excited to kind of get down, pick his brain about the game of baseball and the game of life. Um, huge mentor of mine and my career, somebody I really look up to and how he handles himself and the game and his players, his coaching staff, all the above, man. This guy, class A man, and he does everything right here. And I just love what he's about, what he represents. So coach, welcome. Byler Bomb Show. The Byler Bomb it. Show. Very man. appropriate for you. We're hitting That's taters awesome. at Piccoli Park. Man. We're is. throwing it back to the Nevada day. Best times of my life. That's as, awesome. As a little background, guys, I played for Coach Johnson for two years at the University of Nevada, Reno. Probably two of my favorite years of my entire career, including pro ball, because one, we had the most team camaraderie that I've ever experienced, and two, we had a lot of success, and success is fun when you're winning games, and obviously I think a lot of that was due to you and the coaching staff and the players that we had at that time. So coach, kind of want to introduce you and just have you tell a little bit about your story, kind of what your career path is, what kind of led up to this point in your career. Now you're the head coach at the University of Arizona and doing big things here as you went to Omaha before, and, and just really incredible to see. So kind of give us that background of your story and, and tell these guys what it was all about. Yeah, uh, my whole life has been built around uh, being a part of a team or being a part of athletics. My dad was a high school football and track coach uh, as I was growing up, and it was great to be around that dynamic of uh, his players always around the house and uh, being a part of that, and I love competition. And really, he is, you know, who I've looked up to my whole life and wanted to emulate. And so I had a great foundation, you know, and, and he was really ahead of his time, you know, in the 1980s when I was a little kid as far as, you know, strategy and motivation and those types of things and was always drawn to it and uh, played all the sports, you know, growing up, literally all the way through high school, four sports all the wow. way through, through high school and uh, just being or having the opportunity to be around competitiveness and being yeah. around teams. Uh, there's really, this is all I've done my whole life. I mean, I don't, without being a coach or being a part of a team, I don't, I don't know what I would do. So uh, very fortunate in that regard. Um, I did think I was the best five foot seven, 160 <laughs> pound running back in the world, but those guys fall off after high school. So we had to, <laughs> had to turn to baseball and, and learn baseball and, you know, I had a couple of good, really good coaches in junior college that uh, taught me the game uh, and advanced me from, you know, all the, the great foundational lessons I had at, at home and then uh, went to Point Loma and, and had a, a great experience there as a player. And after I got done playing, I wasn't quite sure for a few months what I was going to do. And, you know, after, you know, spinning my thumbs around for about two or three months, decided like there's only one thing to do. And started coaching at, at Point Loma and really the rest has been history, you know, pouring, uh, pouring my life into one thing is it has been really positive for me and, uh, has led me to coach, you know, some good teams with great players like yourself. And, you know, it's kind of culminated in, in being here in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I did a little research. I did my homework, as you would say, and I saw you were the sixth ranked team your first year coaching at Point Loma. Is that the head I coach? think so. That was a long time Nationally ago. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring up the Wikipedia yeah. action. Yeah, so geez. I was impressed. I was like, man, this guy breeds success everywhere he goes. But I wanted to like, just really harp on the fact that I think all 
great leaders or great communicators, and I think that's what you are as a great communicator. You get your message across. You not only have the knowledge of the game, have the right people under you, but you can communicate and relay that message to your players, and you connect with the modern-day player, as I am living proof of that, man, and it was incredible to see. So what kind of brought up the whole head coaching deal? Was it just your, your background of going through college and, and learning from your dad and, and different great head coaches that you played for? You know, uh, I just, like I said, I've always loved competition. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's being an undersized person, but, you know, kind of yeah. that chip on your shoulder, want to want to be in a battle, so to yeah. speak. And then uh, that's probably where that originated. And then uh, the enjoyment I get of helping players and teams uh, come together and reach their full potential is, is a challenge. And each year is its own um different kind of set of circumstances that you have to navigate, deal with positives, failures, how do you handle success, how do you handle failure, and you learn a lot about yourself, and my goal has always been to help each player establish a high standard of excellence for themselves, and then uh, commit to improving on a daily basis, and then by doing that, they can earn each other's respect and become dependable and reliable and learn how to be what what the best version of themselves is and then if you do that then the success will follow it's a it's a crazy society that we live in nowadays where everybody just wants instantaneous results yeah and if you look at the the people that have achieved the highest in any field it's not an overnight deal it takes time it takes that improvement it takes commitment and so that's probably where i what i enjoy the most about it awesome man and my favorite phrase from you was Let's get 1% better every day. <laughs> and we get the, the hand motions in. I love it because if you think about it, if we get 1% better every day, that's 30% every month. And now after in August of starting this and, and continually working at maybe one little simple task or detail that a lot of people overlook, it can it's going to lead to those one-run games like we talked about and, and really winning games, finishing games, and then going on to the postseason. So how do you get your guys to commit to staying within themselves and, and trusting their abilities because as we know, there's a lot of distractions in this world. Everybody wants things like this right now. How do you get them to buy into the process of, it's gonna take time? Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult. I think it's getting harder and harder as, as we go. You know, you turn on SportsCenter and it's all drama really yeah. you know negativity you know those types of things and there's that very small group of elite people you know the patriots yeah. you know alabama football the golden state warriors where everybody wants to be that but those things were not built overnight either and baseball is a game that's built around failure and so the success part of it if you get caught up in the result and that's all that you're focused on then you're going to kind of live an empty life and you're not going to achieve at a high level. Sometimes the most important things that I think we try to do is to get our players an understanding of make the joy of the game come from the competition, yeah. from the process of developing yourself. And if you can commit to that, then you will see improvement. But if you're only focused on the end result, there's going to be so much failure along the way that can lead to frustration, disappointment, discouragement, and then it takes you down a, a completely negative path where you forget why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Yeah. So it's it's really built around that. 
Absolutely. That's just amazing. Being able to keep them on track to succeed and, and not only succeed in the game of baseball, but in life. I think that's so important because you're instilling character into these guys and helping them improve themselves. So when they go out into society, when that career ends, it could be today, it could be in 10 years, they have some sort of a base to rely on and go out there and be productive citizens in this world. Um, Another question I really wanted to ask was the mental side of the game, and something at Major League University that we love is the mental side of the game, and you've really inspired me to continue that trend because it's real and it works. And so many times we get caught up in the weight room, the hitting, the pitching, let's go take more ground balls, but what are we doing to work on our minds? Because if we train our minds, we can, we're going to have more success, and that's just proven facts. So how do you, or, or why is the mental side of the game so important to you and, and your coaching staff here? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the margin between winning and losing is small. You know, being a team that's uh, in the College World Series versus uh, a hair just on the outside of getting to the NCAA tournament is incredibly thin. And so that's more than just executing a fastball away as a pitcher or getting that perfect swing as a hitter or having great plate discipline. All those things matter. I mean, we want to yeah. be grounded in, in fundamentals. But the key is for those fundamentals to be able to show up consistently, and that has more to do with your mindset than anything else. You mentioned the focusing on improvement, focusing on the task at hand, what's directly in front of us. I think that's the most important component is, is the real ability to master staying in the moment and focusing on exactly what's right in front of you. And then by doing that, you can kind of detach from all the circumstances that everybody else gets caught up in. You know, the fans, the media, your parents, your girlfriends, all those types of things. And you're simplifying it to not just baseball, but being right where your feet are in baseball, yeah. which allows you to be focused and confident. You know, if you're, if you're confident in your preparation, you will play better. And that has a lot to do with what you do to... Uh, organize your thoughts and to organize your thoughts properly you have to have a strong mental game and it, it's something that we really really believe in yeah and that's that confidence factor if you're not confident in the box or confident on the mound or confident in the ninth inning with two outs and the bases juice in the college world series and you're out there on the heels of your of your feet and you're booting ground balls like you're not right in the mind and i think when you can take that mentality into the game it just prepares you and it helps you can see it in your teammates that confidence it kind of radiates throughout the clubhouse and it shows like, hey man, our head coach trusts in us, our pitching coach, our hitting coach, whatever it is, they trust in us and our abilities to get the job done when it matters. So you're just instilling that confidence in your guys and as a witness and as personal testimony, it was cool to go up to the box and I could look at third base and see you there and hey, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, man, he believes in me. No matter if I'm 0 for 15 or 15 for 15 with five tanks. Like, I don't believe you were 0 for 15. <laughs> Maybe 1 for 15. I know I mixed in some K's here and there. Um, so kind of going back to that and going through the College World Series, your first year you come here to Arizona and you take the team, help the team go to, to the College World Series, which is incredible, and the championship game. So how did you guys and you personally eliminate the noise that comes along with, one, being in the Pac-12? It's arguably the best conference, in my opinion, the best. And – all that noise going through the regional, super regional, into the World Series. There's hundreds of thousands of people watching you at all times. How do you eliminate the noise and go, hey, let's go, like, task at hand. What are we going to do as a team? Like, let's get the job done. 
Yeah, I mean, that was a really special group of players. And the, the coolest part about that whole journey was where it started, which was yeah. not in a place where you would have expected any of that success to happen. I think we were picked either ninth or 10th in the wow. Pac-12 in the, in the preseason going into that year. And it may be rightfully so for, you know, what some of the players had accomplished to that point in their career. I mean, none of them had ever played in the NCAA tournament. You know, uh, yeah. and we had a lot of seniors, so that was a lot of guys that had been here or at Arizona for three years. So to get them to first buy in to, we need to go about the process of improvement on a daily basis, like we just talked about, and they really committed to that. Then uh, the process of going from a bunch of players to eighteen, or you know, the family word. I mean, that's yeah. that's what a lot of people strive for. Very rarely does it ever happen. In that case, it happened. And we had to go through some things, both positively and negatively, for that to uh, come together. By doing that, there was a lot of trust in each other's preparation. There was a lot of trust in each other's effort. And I think it culminated in the perfect storm, where we had some guys now believing in themselves at the highest level they ever had in their life. They were talented, so now that talent was becoming usable skill just from confidence now yeah. being applied to that talent. And then, you know, moving along in the season, uh, there became such a belief, you know, that they were going yeah. to be successful. Now you're talking about, you know, just almost in the zone. And, and it's a really hard thing to capture. Yes. <laughs> but when you capture it, um, it's, it's pretty unique and pretty special. And then we really just rolled off three weeks of, Amazing baseball, you know, throwing strikes, playing catch, putting the ball in play, uh, amazing defensive plays, running the bases, smart and aggressive, and uh, culminated in, in a really special performance. And, yeah. you know, it's it's something that I'll never forget the rest of my life, you know. Would we have loved to have won the national championship? Sure, but I will never let the disappointment of the last game uh, take away from what that group accomplished, and more importantly, how they accomplished it. I mean, it's it's a team. I think a movie should be made about almost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's like going back to the thing. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the future. Stay in the present. Like you said, be where your feet are. Be present in the moment because that's the only place that we can be, and that's how we're going to be the best team that we can possibly be overall. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Extremely hard. And and I think you've done a great job throughout your career. And you go back to hey, maybe we didn't win it. You're going to win a lot of World Series in your year or in your career. I know that for a fact because I've seen how you work. And I kind of want to hit on your your passion for the game and your work ethic. Not, I can't say not very many, but there isn't very many coaches out there that I've seen personally that work as hard as you do, that are here all the time, that are going out there and putting in the work to get better on and off the field and filling your mind with positive things. So how does that play into to things? How do you stay so motivated throughout a long season, lots of games, a lot of travel, where does this motivation come from? Yeah, again, I, I point all my positives back to where I grew up. And, you know, both my dad and my mom were extremely hard workers. I mentioned having the advantage of a dad being a, a hard worker that was a coach. And then my mom, you know, as a, a human resources director, uh, was a grinder. And, you know, I look at my brother, who's five years younger than me. I mean, you talk about elite work ethic. Um, special, you know, built his own company and is having a lot of success. Uh, it's really all that I knew, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and luckily I found um, a passion in competitive athletics in 
baseball where I get to apply, um, you know, those values and, you know, it's culminated in, you know, getting an opportunity to do exactly what you want to do every day of your life, which is really cool. Um, so I, I think the foundation of that, you know, came from being at home. And then the, the other motivation is at a place like this, yeah. the, we're only playing elite competition. We're only playing the best of the best. And so it's not so much, you know, I do do it because I love it, but now you're in that, you have to do it to survive, you know, yeah. whether we're talking about recruiting or developing your players or developing that team. And it's, it's an enormous challenge. You know, I look at this as the greatest, you know, professional challenge of, of my life. And it's really exciting to, to come to work where you have to be on your toes and, yeah. um, you know, but by doing it a certain way, um, you know, there's no punch in the clock. It's, it's more of a, I look at it as a lifestyle as opposed to a job or, or a career. And so I don't, I don't view it as, as working. I view it as uh, competing, you know, with myself, wow. with my coaches and uh, with our players to become the best that we can be. And sometimes it means you end up in the college world series. Sometimes it might not end that, mean that as a player, it might mean you get to play professional baseball. It might mean you're, you got your college at some of your college education played for. Um, but I think there's value in it. And, um, you know, I, I would love for somebody to say that, you know, the way that we work around here as coaches impacted them going forward, that they want to take that into their life and, and how they pursue, you know, whatever their dreams are. Yeah, absolutely, man. That competition, like you said, you're breeding competition and competitors throughout here. And I think competition breeds excellence because if you're not competing out there on the field in practice, how are you preparing for the game? We can all go take BP and, and go take some ground balls and go through the motions. When we're competing, there's something on the line. And every single game, there's something on the line, right? You're going up against Oregon State. You're going down to ASU and Tempe. You're playing good competition. These are a lot of guys who are going to be on TV in five, six years doing their thing um, for MLB programs. And that gets back to this question here, just the MLB training grounds. It's something we always kind of joked about, but it's true. And there's something that's really special because a lot of guys want to come back and be around you. And a lot of guys utilize you as a resource for the rest of their life. I know I did personally when I was struggling in professional baseball. I called you up and I was like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on. Like, I am swimming in my brain. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me out. So what kind of what does that mean to you that players really come back and reach out to you for guidance, not only just after their career or after they take that next step in their career, but after their career ends? Um, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's 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 very humbling. And it, it's uh confirmation that you know maybe you had a positive impact on them while they were playing for you and what i will always revert to is i'm the one that feels like i get a lot out of the relationship you know yeah. players like yourself that are great competitors that are great talents that pour everything in their life to be in the best that they can be uh to have an opportunity to make that not a even a one, a two, three, or four-year relationship, but a lifetime relationship is is pretty awesome. And we had a moment out here the other day, which was really cool. We had some recruits that were here that will eventually, hopefully, be a part of the program. We were working with our current team and just yeah. totally committed to that process of getting better. And there was five or six guys that are training to go to spring training. 
And I go, I, I went back and I go, this is pretty awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? And, um, pretty, uh, pretty unique, uh, to where you're, you're looking at that, that, um, you know, the past players, the present team and, and potentially future players. And, uh, it's, it's really exciting, but, uh, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm the winner in getting to stay connected to all you guys that have had such a big impact on our success as, as coaches. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, you, that, that's just an, a test to your work ethic and your ability as a head coach to really get guys to believe in themselves, not just now, but forever. I mean, you've instilled confidence in so many different guys that it's incredible, and I've seen it firsthand a lot of times with teammates and myself as well and other coaches around me that you can just see your energy that you bring to the field. It's contagious, and I think as a head coach out there or a player that's trying to make it to the next level, whether it's college, professionally, or wherever that may be, I think if you bring the right energy, you can inspire those around you, and I think that's what leaders do, and I think that's what a head coach needs to do in my opinion, because it helps create a culture. And like you say, cultures don't happen overnight. You've got to work on it every single day and continue to build that up every day because if you take a day off, you're taking a step back. And in a Pac-12 conference or a team that's always aspiring to go to the College World Series and expects to be there, like you can't take any days off. And, and your players know that. And you know that as, a, as your staff does. Um, I think that's incredible, man. That attests to your work ethic as a coach and a man. Uh, I love it. So a couple more questions, Skip, and then I'll let you go on your way. Um, one, what is the legacy that you want to leave on the game of baseball? Wow, that's a, that's a big question. Um, and I tend to get so caught up in, in trying to practice what I preach about, like, what's important now? Like, what do these players need to be the best that they can be that – I'll be honest, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. I think my reward um, is more from the relationship side of it. Like, you know, getting to text or talk to you on the phone every couple of weeks is, is awesome. You know, you being yeah. down here right now, um, you know, going to a player's wedding, you know, a couple of weeks ago and, and getting to see, you know, eight to ten guys that were part of a really special team uh, that I coached. You know, seeing a player come in as a freshman – you know, that might struggle with some self-doubt or confidence issues and then, you know, grow through the challenges, the, the failures, um, have success and come out the side of it uh, really ready to, you know, be the best that they can be at whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's more about that. I think, uh, you know, from a, if you're talking about baseball, there's a lot of good coaches. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, can teach you how to hit field. Uh, pitch and we want to be the best at those things too because this is a lot about developing and if you develop players they develop confidence and then you help them be on their way but it's probably more of uh, you know just wanting players to want to be in this part of their life forever you know yeah. what I mean like it was that meaningful to them and their relationships that they have with their teammates and their coaches and with our you know program or organization uh, is probably how I, I want to leave it. If, if we've done that, then I think we've done a good job. Yeah, just creating, developing leaders in this world. I mean, it's the next generation of athletes, the next generation of humans that are going out there, and businessmen and financial advisors and you name it, healthcare providers. Like, what you do now and what you do through baseball, it creates a lot of your work ethic for life, I feel like. And I think it prepares you because you deal with failure, like we talked about, and going through those struggles going through the offers, going through the times where you're just 
shuffling. You don't know what to do, man. You're, you're doing all kinds of things to switch up the mojo. Um, I think it's incredible. And to have somebody and have the opportunity to go to different universities across the nation where there's a lot of good head coaches and coaching staffs that are developing these leaders, I think sports is an amazing thing in this world and can really help generate that next group of human beings in our world. So we'll close on this, Coach. What would you say are time out um, for peak performance? I'm huge on the peak performance. I know you're huge on the peak performance. I know you have peak performance strategists come down here all the time, not only here but at Nevada, that helped us out and it inspired me when you showed up and we had somebody come in, a psychologist, and really develop our why, our core values, our standards, and that's something that I'm doing now and want to continue doing because I see the benefit of it and I see the passion for it. So kind of tell us about the peak performance deal, why that's so important to not only you but the program. Well, again, you know, you think about what do we want to accomplish, you know, for us and, and here we said it, we want to create a high standard of excellence for doing what elite division one baseball teams and players do. Yeah. Some of the best advice I ever got was to go to the people that are the best at what you want to be the best at and learn from them. And wow. so anytime that you can bring people in to be in front of your team that are the best at what they do, there's going to be some value in that and there's going to be a positive effect, which will help them execute staying in the moment better, which will help them execute focusing on improvement, focusing on uh, the journey as opposed to the destination. It will help them be on top of uh, what they need to do to be the best version of themselves as a player, as a student, as a person. And then by doing that, um, everybody gains confidence and again becomes dependable and reliable and then you end up with a uh, elite organization you know if you have the right people within the organization that have talent that can lay out those things um, and have a clear vision of what that looks like then you're you're on your way and so um, I certainly don't have all the answers my coaches have a lot of answers but they don't have all the answers so anybody that's an expert at anything that can help our players get to where they want to go we're benefiting as a team or as an organization and our players benefit in the long run absolutely and i think something you said that really stood out to me was the clear vision a lot of times in our lives we have we have an idea of what we want but we don't have the clear vision of what exactly it is whether that's a college world series whether that's be a successful husband whether it's be a businessman and start your own business and an entrepreneur um, whatever your vision is, it needs to be clear. And that way you can develop goals and steps to get to that vision daily. Like we talked about the 1% better each day. I think that's so important for any listeners out there who are just trying to figure out something in their life, figure out what they want to do with their life, where they want to go. Maybe you're in this situation where you don't know which side you're going. You're kind of uh, in between. Um, and next thing you know, you find that clear vision, you clear up your path, your mind's clear, you're focused more, and now you're confident in your abilities, and now each day you're starting to get better and stack those positive self-affirmations. You can believe in yourself and get to that next level in your life. So, Coach Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Guys, you. this is the Byler Bomb Show, sponsored by Major League University. I appreciate y'all for listening. Stay tuned for some more.